The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Mags. Man, do we got an episode for you today. We are joined by, yes, I'm going to say it, the Grill Dads. Ryan Fay and Mark Anderson of the Grill Dads. You know them, obviously, from the Grill Dads, but also Food Network Programs. And all that good stuff. But first, before we bring the boys on, today's show is brought to you by Uncle Steve Shake. You ever wonder why there's a line of people trying to get into your neighbor's backyard when they're having a barbecue, but nobody's fighting their way into, into yours? Why do I got the gloves on already? I don't know. I don't know. Because they're using Uncle Steve's Shake. That's why Uncle Steve's Shake is made a handmade using the finest ingredients, comes in 12 incredible flavors, including the competition line, and a very small batch, so you got to keep checking the website for the barbecue sauce with no name. Very limited, comes out here and there. But any questions of Uncle Steve's Shake, call him right up. He's going to answer the phone. He is the customer service, and he will answer any of your shake questions or needs. Just go to UncleSteve'sShake.com, tell him we sent you, and uh, he might throw a little something, little something, something extra in there for you. So that's Uncle Steve's Shake. Also today brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether we're barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling, thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, I am smoking the Nesta Miranda Special Selection Connecticut Coffee Break Size. You nailed it. How about that? Yeah. I've done this once or twice. Yeah, how are you enjoying it? This is very good. It's a very nice cigar. It's light, so it's a great morning cigar, not, or any time for that matter. Not too expensive. I think it's about uh, $7.69. Hey, that's a yeah. deal right there. Value. Pretty good. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. We get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Also brought to you by Backline Smokers and Backline Fabrication. Ryan Newland is creating some of the badass pits on the market today coming out of Austin, Texas, if you can think it, Ryan can build it. He's a one-man team. He is doing your build from soup to nuts. You know, he has his competition line pits from anywhere from 250 gallons, 500,000 gallons, to his crazy multi-tool, which is the giant charcoal grill, Swing out grates, a swing out plancha, some hangers 
for that Argentine, Argentinian Ooh, style. I like that. Wild stuff. He has multi grills, grill one side, flat top on the other. Ryan takes everything, has a con- sits down and has a conversation with you and just takes mental notes and then he just runs with it. You will get stuff on your build that you absolutely love but would never have thought of putting on it. But that's just how Ryan's brain works. Check him out at Backline Fab and Backline Smokers on social media. Also brought to you by, all right, now I'm ready, Magnachef Gloves. My brother Alan Fonte knows a little something about fire management. He's a Miami-Dade firefighter, so he can stand the heat. He has designed these gloves from the beginning from and left nothing unturned. Food-grade silicone, patented magnetic clips for an easy on and off. You don't drop it, stays right there. Get right back in. Heat rated up to 500 degrees. Web fit, the old Dr. Spock. For a firm grip, one size fits all, dishwasher safe, comes in five different colors. Mm. We have the blue, black, red, even though the blue sometimes looks purple Mm. on the screen. It's blue. But also orange and green. And the green is a neon green. It actually glows in the dark. No way. Oh, yeah. Wild (laughs) stuff. Wild stuff. So get order yourself a couple pairs of these. One for the barbecue trailer, one for the backyard, one for the kitchen. You won't be disappointed. These gloves are incredible. Check them out at magnachef.com. That's M-A-G-N-E-C-H-E-F.com. And at checkout, use the code ROYAL21. That's ROYAL21 for 15% off your purchase. Magnachef Gloves, master the fire. And brought to you, certainly not least, CustomCuttingBoardsRUs.com. Brother Ian Hemming is making what I consider the Yeti of cutting boards out of Magnolia, Texas. These cutting boards take an absolute beating. I have had mine for four years right now. There's a few nicks and scratches, but... Nothing wild that you'd get from a standard, you know, plastic cutting board. I've got the dishwasher board. Yeah. Use it all the time. Yeah. Heavy duty. The feet on it are incredible. Yeah. It doesn't slip at all. Nope. 100% dishwasher safe, high condensed UV protection, comfort sliding protection, as Ed was saying. Even on a wet surface, it's not going anywhere. Multicolors available. Deep lip reservoir to catch all the juices coming from the proteins you're cooking. Um, you said the dishwasher board, which is your standard countertop size board. It's a good size. Oh, board. it is. It's a good size. Yeah, it's what you'd use in the kitchen. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then you can get into the massive brisket board, thirty-six <laughs> by eighteen. It is a monster, and also the new to the market pizza board for that perfect slice every time. Got the nice grooves, yep. so your, Cut your cutting wheel easily. cuts, hits right through it. 
no problems. So check them out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That is the letter rus.com. All right, Ed. I'm excited. It is time. We, uh, I've been waiting for this ever, ever since Charlotte from Page Street emailed me that these boys were coming out with a book. I'm like, oh, I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. I have been following these two gentlemen since the first time I saw them on Food Network. And I had messaged them before, and they broke my balls, you know, if I'm buttering them up before the thing. But no, just looking at that show, you could tell their passion they have and the excitement and energy for grilling, barbecue, and cooking in general. And just the attitude they had throughout the entire competition, so to speak. Um, I had the feeling right off the bat that these guys were going to win it. And lo and behold, they did. And so enough of me running my fat mouth. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ryan Fay and Mark Anderson, the better known as the Grill Dads. What's up, fellas? Hey, 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 how are you, man? I am doing fantastic. You said gentlemen, so we were expecting other people to come in. I, th- you- I was wondering if we should leave and have someone else come back uh, in. I, I like to class it up a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean we've, <laughs> we're the wrong guests for that. Well, I'm the wrong host for that. (laughs) You've been called a lot of things, sir. Gentlemen isn't one? How about classy? Either that? No? Nope. Never been called that either. Oh, okay, okay. C-Mac, what's up? Mike C, Daddy Dutch, Pat Fisher, Gray Reiner, Brother CJ, Max Baez, calling you out, brother. Uh, Let's see. All the boys saying hello, hello. Hans, what's happening? Big Rome in the house, TBC represented. Justin, what's going on? Tejano Cook is what's going on. All right, fellas. So I usually start the show off by the same way of a little introduction of each of you. Uh, you boys want to flip a coin? Who goes first? Or do you want me to pr- guess? You guess. All right. We're going to go, Ryan, let's go with you first. All right. You got it. I'm who, up. Who is Ryan Fay? How did you get into barbecue your, or grilling in your journey there and what has led you to, you know, where you are today? Well, uh, I'm originally from the great state of Ohio uh, and uh, grew up in the Midwest where there are two main categories of food casseroles and meatloaf and uh (laughs) unfortunately i didn't necessarily have a very culinarily inspired upbringing a lot of fish sticks the schwan man would come down the lane and uh pull in with the big freezer trucks and my dad would point for the supreme pizza and the gold nugget bars and maybe some other shit that i have no idea Uh, the schwan's chicken kiev was epic okay that's one of the few things out of the schwan actually that's not true a lot of stuff i liked out of the schwan's truck but anyway so I didn't have a whole lot of culinary choices. I think I was 30. I grew up 30 minutes from a grocery store. So having to, and I was an athlete, so I wanted to eat better, et cetera. So I started cooking at that point when I was pretty young uh, and then kind of moved into my career, left uh, the day after college. I went to high university. That's where I, I met Mark during that time and then left to New York City. But I ran a hustle, a little bit of a hustle in college where I would go out and buy some ingredients and charge people five bucks for a meal, but I'd pocket the the amount that was left. 
Um, as Mark's pointed out, I'm not real good at math because I only have two feet. Um, so I probably didn't necessarily make it uh, as profitable as I thought it was. And then, yeah, I just fell in love with with the grill because to me, it's always been a tool and a heat source versus a type of food. Yeah. Barbecue to us is a cuisine and grills are tools that we use with smoke and heat and fire. Amen, brother. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mark, that means you're up. Uh, oof, man, I hope this is exciting. Um, so for me, grilling, uh, you know, I told the story before, but I mean, it was a real pivotal moment for me. We were, my family was staying with my grandparents while we were waiting. Uh, we were moving, waiting to buy a house and I smelled something at like three, four o'clock in the morning. And it was like, uh, you know, like a Looney Tunes thing. It's like the smoke came into my room and opened the door. And then I floated outside just to find that my grandfather was grilling pork chops on the Weber kettle grill at like four in the morning. Now as a town, my Italian grandfather, Francis Mazzarelli, I was like, Hey, pop up. What are you doing? He's like grilling pork chops. I'm like, for what? He's like for breakfast. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Body by pork chops. <laughs> yeah. Body by pork chops. Um, so anyway, we, uh, you know, the whole time I was there that summer, um, and he, you know, he's like, Hey, we're going to make something for dinner. I'm like, Hey, can we make sausage and peppers on the grill again? And he said, yes. And then he would let me put the charcoal in and light it. So I kind of fell in love with it then. Um, and then when I was a little bit older, I was like 14, I was a busboy at a restaurant and it was a place I had a Sunday brunch and the best, the best phrase, the best thing I'd ever heard in my life was when the manager said, Oh no, the omelet cook called in sick. And I was like, hold my bus tub. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> And, uh, I made like a, you know, 200 omelets that day. And, uh, it was, I absolutely loved it. So as much as I love cooking, I also love cooking for other people. So like literally two weeks after that, we had a little get together at my house, like a family get together. And I, I set up an omelet station I had a line of 10 people in my family, all waiting for Mark's, uh, custom omelets. So, um, always love to grill and always love to, you know, cook for other people. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's funny with the almond. Hold, hold my bucket. I'm, I'm in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. And you haven't, and by the looks of it, you haven't turned back since. Thank you. Yeah, right. Kerry, <laughs> 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 what's up, Tim Rogers? Mike Tortorella, what's up, my brother? So, guys, how did you guys meet and then eventually form what everyone knows as the grill dads. Go ahead, Mark. Um, so we met in college. We were going to different colleges. I was at the Ohio state university and Faye was at Ohio university, um, which, you know, if you're in Texas or California, you probably think they're the same thing, but they are different <laughs> schools. And, um, you know, I, I was working with tour managing a band that was from his college, but was having some regional success. Um, and they were good friends with Faye. And then, so I met him in Ohio briefly and then Faye moved to New York city and, um, he was like the first grown up in our group and had like a real apartment and everything. And he peaked real early, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> true story. So, uh, so anytime we would go out to New York city as a, you know, with, with a band or something, we would stay at Faye's house, which he loved to host. Um, and then I also started tour managing other larger national bands. Um, and I used to lie to people and tell them I lived in New York city so that they would hire me. 
and not write me off because they didn't want to pay for travel. And then I would crash on Faye's couch. And then as a thank you, uh, I would make food uh, for him and uh, his roommates while I was there. So that's kind of how it all got started. Yep. Sweet, sweet. All right, Billy, what's happening? Oh, we got the leprechaun. Billy's on? Uh, my cousin, Billy. <laughs> but yeah, he's known. on. Uh, but the leprechaun's in the house, also representing Ohio. Maybe. So he should put the old OH in the chat at some point and wait for the IO. I-O. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how you guys know how it goes. You know. Of course. <laughs> okay. So let's get to the TV portion of today's show. Wow. How did you guys get involved with Food Network and in Guy Fieri? So, uh we so Faye was a founder of an advertising agency in LA, super successful. Um, I ended up coming to work there for a while, um, and the agency blew up. Uh, we went from like ten employees to 130 employees in like 18 months. So Faye and I went from doing cool things like having creative meetings to uh, sitting around uh, in a campfire uh, at his house and doing um, sales forecasting and human resources uh, personnel evaluations, which. Uh, was necessary, but not creative. So we kind of took our love for cooking um, and that advertising acumen for building content and building brands and building IP for other people um, and created this brand called The Grilled Ads. Um, We made a trailer for a show. We called in a favor with a production company that we hired to do a lot of commercial work. Um, They shot a trailer for us. Uh, We put it on uh, Indiegogo. Um, we didn't really want to take our friends and family's money. We just wanted to use Indiegogo to validate the, the idea. So we could go to California visitors bureau. We could go to vice. We could go to Vox and say, Hey, people want to see the show, help us get it made. Um, and during that time, I sent an email to, uh, Mark Summers, um, who was the host of double dare, but you know, he also had a very, uh, great career on food network. Yes. Uh, he's one of the executive producers and creators of Restaurant Possible. Uh, he was the host for uh, Next Food Network Star and Unwrapped, all this stuff. So I just sent him an email and said, hey, I'm the better looking half of the Grill Dads. Uh, would love to know what you think of our show. And I sent him a link to the Indiegogo thing. Went into a meeting. Uh, and then 10 uh, minutes later, uh, a Burbank phone number rang on my, on my, was coming in on my phone. I'm like, no way. So I excused myself from the meeting, took the call. It was Mark Summers. He's like, hey, who the fuck are you guys? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, are you chefs? Are you actors? Are you? I was like, no, we're advertising guys who love to cook. He's like, this is fucking great. He told us, he's like, this is the best, best cold submission I've gotten in 10 years. So he um, got to get, he said, hey, I'd like to ask Guy Fieri. So Mark was the host of Next Food Network star when Guy won. So they've had a good relationship. And he's like, I'd like to ask Guy Fieri if he wants to co, uh, co-executive co produce a pilot with you guys, which we um, ecstatically said yes to. And then um, Guy decided he wanted to be involved. We launched the show through Guy's reality show called Guy's Big Project, which we were really skeptical about doing. Um, but then, well, our, we, first of all, our parents said we had faces for radio. And secondly, we don't need any the rest of the world to make fun of us any more than we already do. So... It was kind of like, do we really want to go on a reality show? Probably no, no. <laughs> but we did, and we won, <laughs> and you won, and we won. You know, here's the thing I'll tell you though about we got some really good advice 
uh, from a good friend of ours, Artie Sequoia. And she, we said, look, you know, do you have any advice for us? Cause a lot of times when they film you on these reality shows, they, they just kind of make you look like D bags. And she goes, yeah, don't act like a D bag. That's literally her advice for us on, on, on camera. I was like, all right, well, all right. That makes sense. It's going to be a lot tougher for me to figure that out than ours, but yeah, I'll do my best. Yeah. Yep. He's right. That's, I agree with all of that. But yeah, you, yeah. you know, you, you guys, like I said, you guys came out, you know, you didn't come out across as D bags. Like I said, in my opinion, you guys came out so genuine that it was all, you, you'd almost say that like it was like scripted of, you know, how they do, you know, the, the, you know, good guy versus bad guy type thing, you know, cop versus robber. Because I know a few of the guys we've had on who did uh, barbecue pit masters. You know, mm-hmm. one in particular was Robbie Royal. And even he says that he goes, the way I was presented in that yeah. show or represented in that show, I'm an asshole. And it is so far from the truth. of who he is, but it's what makes great television. Man, you hit it on the the head. I mean, that's the fear that Mark and I had. But here's the interesting part. We just decided at the very beginning that we wouldn't do anything that we would never not do, period. And we told them that. We won't won't go do that. We're not going to act like that. We're not going to say this. And we kind of stuck to it. And uh, we also just had a pact to make everyone laugh. There's no funny in food. And so what we wanted to do is kind of bring this like buddy comedy thing that we already had. It's like, yeah. you know, Mark's been an asshole for 25 years. I've been a nice guy. True story. Years. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty easy to pit the dumb and dumbers against each other and have self-deprecating fun humor because it's real. That's the point is like we are probably the ones that had the least acting ability of anyone in there because we didn't act we just were like fuck it we're gonna this is what we're gonna do (laughs) and but you know what though the the, to your point with your friend that was on pitmasters like i i think i was more concerned about this than Faye. but um yes it's a very vulnerable feeling to know that they have between five thousand and eight minutes between five thousand and eight thousand minutes of footage per episode yeah that gets so 5,000 minutes gets edited down to 42 minutes, 44 minutes, whatever it is. And the reality is they can make you with on the same episode, look smart, stupid, happy, sad, angry, nice. They, they can do all of these things. Um, and you know what there was, we did see some of that. I mean, there was one of the episodes um, where we went in to get judged and um Everybody, uh, guy sat down and said, congratulations, you guys are going to the next round. You're going to make a pilot. And then when we watched the actual episode back, you know, six months later, the whole thing was about how we totally effed up and almost got kicked off. We never knew any of that. Um, and we, in that episode, I think it was episode five, Faye and I did, um, a piece of content within like content within the content. So we had to make a segment within the show for the show. And we, we, we made this whole thing. And then um, somebody went into uh, an edit room and edited together this piece of content to show within the show. And um, you know, we had this whole plan. We wrote it out. We did all this stuff. And the guy who edited it didn't know us, hadn't seen the stuff. Nice guy, but didn't, you know, didn't get the humor and uh, when we watched the episode back, I was like, holy shit, I would have almost sent me home too, you know? And it's like, 
it, it was really weird to have a show where they're asking us to be creative and come up with our own ideas and do that stuff. But then like, we don't even see what is getting submitted for judgment and stuff like that. So it's just Faye and I are take control and like take control of our own destiny sort of guys. And it just feels really reckless to let go of that and put it in the hands of other people. But thank God we won. <laughs> awesome. 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 Guys, give me one second. Ed, I have a question for you. All right. Which clock am I looking at? You're not. I know that, <laughs> but I see one ticking on the bottom above the end live now, but then I see another one. This is the actual time. That's the actual time, as in it's 531 right now? Correct. Okay, I'll go by that one. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a countdown clock to the end of time. Yeah, well, normally I got this giant-ass timer on the top left of the screen, and it's not there. <laughs> so it's throwing me off a little bit. He's got a guest producer who fucked up, is what he's saying. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you fucked up. No, I did. Guest producer, no. You've been here long enough. <laughs> you did enough of these shows in the, in the front end of this train wreck <laughs> junior what's happening jimmy what's going on so you guys won the contest what happened after that <laughs> and i'm meaning of i'm ex- i'm expecting to hear the explosion of you know social media followers things of that <laughs> well, nature or am i, I completely wish- wrong I wish I, yeah, yeah. I wish I had a uh, uh, the sound effect of a sad trombone going. (laughs) (laughs) Can you put that in right now somewhere? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, so we found out very quickly that there is no blow up. I mean, the 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 Food Network world isn't very social media savvy. They're not big YouTube watchers. They're not super active online. Um, So we got crowned the winner. Um, and our show premiered right after that. And this is like Tuesday night, first run prime time. And we're like, we're like, I'm like ready to yeah, like, we're, we're like, we're like drinking beers, getting ready. To yeah. I'm like, we're going to domination. Yeah. We're going to have more Instagram followers than Kim Kardashian. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> and, um, you know, the next day we looked at our social media and we had gained 11 followers <laughs> on Instagram and we, I think we were. I think we were da- we had lost three followers on Facebook. Well, and three um, of them were my mom under different accounts because she never thought they went through. So she kept tr- trying to create new accounts which, on Instagram. So it's like, you know, it's like to, to actually six people, I think is what the actual. Was, so. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. We learned very quickly. Uh, I mean, we were disappointed. But we learned very quickly that, um, you know, our, our design, the end goal for us, by the way, was never to be TV stars. The end goal for us was to build a lifestyle brand around the modern dad with the backbone of that being food and cooking. So, so for us, the Food Network was, you know, a part of, you know, one cog in the wheel, so to speak, to help build this brand. But the reality is, like, we realized that, that you know, the, the Food Network show um, and our plan came sooner than expected. Um, and, but it's, it was, a, it's the starting line, not the finish line. It's the starting line of a lot of work to do. Um, and we very quickly realized like, if we want to do, if we want to get tons of followers, like we got to go out there and we got to take them, we got to give them good content on social media. We have to do all these things. And as an example, um, to, you know, like, I'll t- you know, we were trying to tie our show into social media. So we told the Food Network, 
hey, our show's on Friday nights. Every time there's a new episode, we want to release a video of Faye and I cooking one of our favorite recipes from the show at home on the grill. And their their um, they their their response to that was, please don't do that. Um, you know, we had we had said to them like, hey, why don't we invite some influencers to be in the episode because there's people sitting in the restaurant eating. Uh, we know a lot of these people, they would love doing it. And then we can send them a little clip of them in the show and they can help promote the show. And they said, no, we don't have, we don't have, that doesn't make any sense to us. So, you know, from a social media world specifically, and from building a brand world, um, we knew that what we needed to do was leverage the credibility that we were getting out of the Food Network show to get more like uh, business sound opportunities for us as far as creating this brand. Yep. <clears throat> okay. All right. <laughs> nice, nice. So let's get into the brass tacks of today's show. How did you guys get in, approached on doing a cookbook? And we're here to talk about I love this. I, I, this is the best title of a cookbook I've ever heard or ever read. Thanks, man. The best grilling cookbook ever written by two idiots. <laughs> Try and poke a hole in that title, by the way. It's, you can't. It's, it's bulletproof. Ironclad. Ironclad. <laughs> you know, it, it gets your attention because right there, right there, you just read it. You have, if you're at a bookstore and you see this and you read the title, you are forced to buy it, to pick it up <laughs> or buy it just to see what the hell's going on in it. And yeah, you should read, you should read some of the, uh, the endorsements on the back for your, your audience too. Ah, uh, uh, let's see. Famous people. Who gave you my new phone number from Guy Fieri? <laughs> I have no plans to read this book from Jet Tia. <laughs> Who? Manette. Oh, shit. Manit Chuan. Manit Chuan. You two hold me. No, you two told me that if I did your podcast, you'd leave me alone. Rocco Despirito. You guys got a book deal, Oliver Hudson. <laughs> nice. That's what friend. happens when we asked our friends to endorse that, our book. That's <laughs> what I was That's true friendship right there. That is true friendship right there. And if and if you can't realize that those comments were truly made out of fucking love. <laughs> you got no business even yeah, bothering yeah. because that, that's what this is all about. Like I had said, you guys kept it real. You had, you could see your passion and your energy and your love for doing what you guys are doing. And, and you know, so did every and, one of these. That's why these comments are so, you know, tongue in cheek that they see that too. And, and, you know, that, that's saying something with, with those yeah. names right there. But how were you approached on doing the book? I mean, Mark, did they come to us first? or did we They go did. Uh, so we got, we got reached out by, by uh, Page Street, which is our publisher. And uh, consequently, our distributor is Macmillan. So it's a, it's a large group um, that does that. You know, they kind of work with the publishers. But you know, we got approached um, to think about doing uh, a cookbook. And if we did, what would it be? And uh, past their better judgment, I think we said, well, that we really have one thing to say 
Um, if we can, you know, if those two, we get a lot of people ask us, you know, how are you guys getting so many people like asking you how to cook and do these things? So, well, the reality is we're so relatable because if those two idiots can do it, anyone can do it. So we've used this phrase as a superpower for us. And, um, you know, we've had, a, there are a lot of great chefs in the world and we don't take away from any of that, but we can crush it on the grill. And we're from the school of hard knocks. You know, we're not trained chefs. We haven't gone to culinary school. I know a lot of, of people in this in particular, and whether it's the cuisine of barbecue or just using grills there, you know, there isn't a lot of schooling necessary like you would get if you're, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, a chef de cuisine at the French laundry, right? However, equally great food is being put out. So that became our moniker. If those two idiots can do it, so can I. And by the way, for brands, they love that. We're a bridge for conversation. We're a bridge between demographics. We're a bridge between ethnographics, like you name it. And all this marketing speak I'm using right now. But what's what's cool is we kind of are your uncle's brother's friends, dad's neighbors, mm-hmm. guys over the fence. We're the first at the party. We light up the grills. We make great food for everybody, kids, families, girls, you name it. Um, and we're always the last ones to leave because we're cleaning up. So it's truly, you know, this cookbook has inherently the idea of being a modern dad in it. And which is, you know, we, we actually aren't your new balance braided belt wearing grass mowing every, we like to mow grass too, but we're just not your t- stereotypical dads. Yeah. And you know, when we met with the publisher, I, look, here's the deal. Like we've had, we've had conversations about cookbooks before. Um, and, and the reality is that, you know, when we first came out on the food network, we, you know, we were, you know, patting ourselves on the back for a second, we were measured enough to know that it was too soon, yep. you know, especially seeing like what the connectivity was between the show and any other opportunities or social media. We're like, we need to build this brand um, before we get there. And so when we met with Page Street, you know, we told them, we're like, hey, our whole, our lens on food, our point of view is making, you know, fun, different things attainable for people, which is, you know, like Faye said, if these two idiots can do it, anyone can do it. And the publisher said, um, the publisher said, hey, how about we call the book uh, the best fucking grilling cookbook ever written by two idiots? And um, and we're like, you're our guy. You're, I'm like, you get it, you know, <laughs> yeah. because we, you know, this isn't meant as a, a criticism, but there's a lot of cookbooks, especially again, this is not a barbecue cookbook. This is a grilling cookbook, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of barbecue cookbooks that are incredibly derivative of each other. And they have beautiful pictures. They have a couple different rib recipes. They have a fast brisket. They have a regular, and it's like, somebody's like uses a little more salt or, or a slightly higher temperature. Um, But you know, it's all a lot of the same stuff. And what we said to the publishers, Hey, we want to make a splash, you know, like, we well, like we're okay if people read this book and decide to cancel us and say this is the worst thing ever written. But for us, what we're scared of is writing a safe book that disappears into the world of the middle. So we're going to swing for the fences if we strike out, no problem. Uh, yeah. But we're not we're not we're not shooting for a single here. And they really embrace that, and they let us do really stupid things like put the <laughs> sticker on the front of this that says "Future New York Times Bestseller." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's it's or like have tremendous. little sections in there called just the tip with uh you know our faces in there. So we left and you know we left in some of the editor's notes. You know, where you'll see you'll see pen red pen marks that we left yeah. in. Like there's one recipe that said if if you make this recipe, you're surely you you definitely will get laid. 
And they circled that said, Faye, you know, you can't say this. We can't make that claim. And we left it in there. I so, think that's the one I that they actually said hope, we couldn't leave. It. <laughs> I, it, it, it is actually the one. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, look there, we need levity in human humor in our lives right yeah. now with, every, with everything we've all just gone through in two and a half years, et cetera. Like, I don't think there's a better time to uh, enjoy the human condition together and have some fun doing it and laugh a little bit. Like we're laughing at ourselves, but you know what? The food and the photos and the recipes, the development are top notch. Yeah. And we're really, really proud of the food. Um, so yeah, we may make jokes and have some fun, but at the end of the day, it's a solid 62 recipe cookbook uh, that we're really, really proud of with, with Eva Longoria's recipe in there. Yes. I saw that with the, with the, you know, forward by Eva Longoria Baston. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. All right. But let's, let's get into the table of contents real quick, because like you said, you, you wanted to have fun without it, with everything and keep the levity high. The titles of each chapter guys, you just keep the ball rolling. Chapter one, steakhouses suck. Make a better steak at home. Okay, that's to the point. All right. You know, let's just, get, like we, we decided in this book, just say it. That's it. Chapter two, we're bringing poultry back. Yeah. You know, this little piggy went on the grill. Factual <laughs> statement right there. One of my favorites. <laughs> International men of mystery. You know, so you get in like... The Mexican street corn salad, Korean barbecue ribs, uh, potatoes, bravas, poutine, you know. Next chapter, not meat, but don't worry, there's more meat. (laughs) You know, it's just fantastic. Hoagies, heroes, you know, so, you know, that might be dating yourselves a little, boys. You know, yeah, we, okay. we know. <laughs> we, that, we know. Obviously, I I know exactly where that one us. came from. That was actually for you. Exactly <laughs> I'm in on that. You. Yeah, you're in on. I know yeah. nothing. Um, <laughs> breakfast, second breakfast, and brunch. I like how you boys think. Things you eat while grilling. That's an important chapter. It, it is. is. You know, it you is. always need snacks. You got to keep up your ec- oh, your yeah. energy. While you're yeah. manning that grill, it gets hot, you know? So, you know, the last thing you want is the, is the grill master, you know, passing out face first in the, in the food. Because not only you got one person going to the hospital for burns, but all the food's gone, too. <laughs> you know, there's principalities involved here. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, then every single grilled dessert recipe you will ever need to know. And do you see how many are in there? One. <laughs> Grilled donut ice cream sandwiches. I'm interested. <laughs> let, let, yeah. well, let's let's go to page one ninety one. They let us. Um, they let us take some like fun stabs. I mean, we we make a lot of like trying to be like edgy statements, and they're not meant to be edgy. They're just how we feel. And like you said, we're just going to say it. It's like grill marks are for posers, right? Yeah. Our um, we do a rib sandwich, and it's called the Mick Actually Mick Good Rib Sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> We do, uh, or, or, or Mark, the other one is we actually we have the meats, our roast beef, Sammy. <laughs> yeah, our, our beef and horsey sauce, uh, sandwiches. We ha- actually we have the meats. we have the meat. That's although, Mark, um, Mark, I gotta say, I think you came up with this. It's the greatest recipe title in the whole book is Schnitzel. I didn't even know her. So, there's, <laughs> <Yeah>. there's, there's... <laughs> my, my, my wife is over here dying right now. <laughs> 
because she, 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 she's, uh, she's Austrian. So she knows all, everything with, with Schnitzel growing up. So she is absolutely <laughs> losing her stack right now. <laughs> oh, that is, that is so funny. But, yeah, like you guys were saying, the pictures are fantastic. You know, they show the texture. You know, if you got some, like, olive oil floating on top, like right here, I'm in the uh, – you're, ba- you're my baba ganache with quick-grilled flatbread. <laughs> You know, you can see the the olive oil floating on top. You know, the colors pop. There's definition and everything. And it's beautiful. And and what I also like is on each recipe, you have the, you know, on this one, the Korean barbecue beef ribs. Serves four to six. Prep time of two hours. Grill time, six to six and a half hours. Or you get to... Uh, you know, the jalapeno stuffed pork tenderloin. Four to six, prep time, 24 hours, cook time, 35 minutes. You're giving that time frame um, of each recipe to give, because that's the one question. Well, how long is this going to take? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and it's, you know with, and- the, with the barbecue world, we, we always deal with, you know, how long is the bris- this brisket going to take? Well, the correct answer is till it's done. Well, it, it's funny when when we first talked to the publisher, the one thing that we weren't seeing eye to eye on in the beginning um, was we wanted to have a technical book on how to cook this type of stuff that would allow you to have an understanding at the end of, of the why in the recipes um, and 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 suggest alternatives like here you could do this here you can do that. And their take was, no, people want finished recipes. But we ended up coming up with this blend of the two where in the upfront of each cha- chapter, like the in the uh, Steakhouses Suck chapter, uh, we have this whole section called, uh, you know, Steak Tips for Ballers or whatever it is. And it, it tells you about, you know, choice, prime, Wagyu, American Wagyu, Kobe steak, why you would buy each one different types of steaks, what the different cuts are, where they come from and how you would cook them generally. And then we give people some information along the way, like why we're doing this. Why do you salt the chicken 24 hours in advance? Why do you take the steak out of the fridge, you know, uh, you know, two to three hours before you cook. And so what we're hoping is people get this book and they love it so much. They cook a bunch of the recipes. And then after they've done all the recipes in this book that they want to do, they go to the grocery store and go up to the butcher and look and see what looks good. Yeah. And they have an idea. Oh, I know what I'm going to do with that. And then yeah. they go to the vegetable section, pick up the vegetables to support that idea for the protein. And then they, they, because Faye and I get so much joy out of being creative when we cook, not just executing a good dish. It's coming up with something, putting our own twist on it. So hopefully at the end, we've given people great recipes plus enough information that it's going to, you know, spur some creativity for them as well. Perfect. Perfect. Like I said, guys, I absolutely love the book. Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute success for you guys. But unfortunately, we are up against the time. This this shit goes real quick. It is. Well, it's because you had 27 minutes of commercials up front, man. (laughs) Got to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, Someone's got to pay for this shit, right? Now, <laughs> is the book officially 
out yet because I know they've been having some issues with printing and that logistics stuff that some of the books have gotten originally pushed out a little bit from the initial release date. No, we actually have ours in line. We're pre-ordered now. Everyone will get their books on June 7th. So our hard date is June 7th. We're going to be on the Today Show on June 8th, talking about it in New York City. We're going to be on Howard Stern's wrap-up show uh, as well. So, you know, check it out. The pre-orders you can get right now on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. Um, But they will be in stores and lots of different places. They're going to be on e-com on Target and Walmart and some others. Um, but yeah, I mean, encourage everyone to, to grab it and then make sure you follow us on Instagram to see a lot of the way that we're making a lot of these recipes, um, after we launched the book. So, oh, for sure. For sure. And, you know, last but not least, where can everybody find you on all the social media platforms? Every Um, single one is at the grill dad. So Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, TikTok, TikTok. um, all are at the grill dads and we, we just, um, <clears throat> it's kind of funny. We've spent a lot of time talking about the book the last month or so, but um, we just launched, uh, relaunched the grilledads.com. Um, and we have over 70 awesome recipes on there, totally searchable, beautiful photos, how to videos. Um, and we have some merch there as well. So um, a great place to check out some of our recipes. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Ryan, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Like I said, I absolutely love it. I think you're going to have a complete um, success on your hand that that little sticker might not actually be a joke. Oh, man. <laughs> this I could right, definitely bro. get there. The, right. These recipes uh, look, look and sound absolute delicious. I can't wait to jump in and try some of them. But uh, give me one second. I'll jump right back into you. Let me close this out. But Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. A pleasure, as always. Yep, yep, yep. So, guys, th- check that out. Pre- get your pre-orders now. That's the, the best grilling cookbook ever written by two idiots from the Grill Dads. Um, available for pre-order. Release date in all the stores on June 7th. Next week... We have the reschedule of Pat Martin from Martin's Barbecue Joints. He's joining us to talk about his book, Live Fire, and which is going to be fantastic. But uh, catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube, hit the subscribe button and notification bell. You'll have all 201 episodes right there at your fingertips. Social media, find us at all the links down below. Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, all that stuff. Questions and comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until next week, guys and girls, keep that smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.